Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Sunday Special. Today we are reading an article from Road and Track delving into the sweet science of front-wheel drive racing. This article was written by Jack Baruth on July 18th, 2017, an oldie, but I imagine a goodie. Let's get into it. Racing a front-wheel drive car is a totally different discipline that takes time to understand. I don't mind admitting that I'm totally obsessed with the upcoming boxing match between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, that just shows how old this article is. Not just because of the alternatively shambolic and horrifying publicity tour of the hilarious stupidity of the mainstream press as its members attempt to comprehend something that is utterly beyond their normal worldview. Somehow, this country has managed to create an entire generation of young men that has never so much as had a shoving match with another man, and they are completely undone by all the macho posturing that's happening prior to the fight. It's as foreign to them as the microbial, sorry, I I haven't said that word in a long time, life on the surface of Mars. All that aside, however, there's something utterly fascinating about the idea of two completely different fighting disciplines meeting under controlled conditions. As a teenager, I sparred in a few martial arts, and although I'm no Chuck Norris, I can tell you that it is easy to become lost in the theory of practice. It is easy to become lost in the theory and practice of fighting. Who would win between a Muay Thai fighter and a top-notch Kenpo practitioner? All the leg-based takedowns you see in, ulti- in Ultimate Fighting really, really unstoppable, or is it just the best way to work in that system? They say you should never let a wrestler get you on the ground, but how much of that is based on the common gentleman's agreement that you won't bite him or put your thumbs in his eyes? Come August, we will at least know whether a middle-aged boxer can outpunch a grappler in the prime of his strength. Meanwhile, I had my own punch up this past weekend at Mid-Ohio. Not in the pit lane, thankfully, because I'm running out of places I'm allowed to race, but out on the track. At the central character in this scrap was my 2.4 liter Franken Motor Neon, a car described by Road and Track's own Sam Smith as a cheap boxing, a cheap boxing glove loaded with lead shot. My Neon is currently a very odd creature. It's got more torque than the 2 liter Neons that run in the improved touring classes, but because I'm running it in a different category, I'm also burdened with 300 pounds more weight. The upshot is that it's actually a bit slower than it would have been if I had left it stock but it's far more entertaining to drive. We were just as different as Mayweather and McGregor. Nominally speaking, my primary in-drive rivals for the final race were a BMW M3, which finished ahead of me, and a Mustang, which finished behind. But the real story was an out-of-class race I kept having with a Spec Miata that happened to qualify just ahead of me at the beginning of the weekend. We were just as different as Mayweather and McGregor. He was almost 400 pounds lighter and capable of easily shading me in all but the fastest two turns at Mid-Ohio thanks to a major advantage in wheelbase, tire tire width to weight ratio, and suspension design. Against those admirable attributes, I had just two advantages. The first was that I could motor him by about a car and a half down Mid-Ohio's back straight. The second was ambient temperature. You see, there's a sweet science to racing a front-wheel drive car, particularly one with a torsion front differential and it's, a, and it's as different from driving a Miata as MMA is from boxing. In that Miata, or any traditional rear-wheel drive race car, you drive every corner according to the general curriculum that has been taught everywhere from Bondurant to Ross Bentley. Part of, this, part of this well-established body of knowledge says that once you've entered the mid-corner, the throttle steers the car and the steering wheel slows it. I'll explain. 
If you are at the wheel limit of the tires in a quarter, any additional throttle will cause the rear tires to lose grip. They don't have any more traction to handle that additional input. They, they're already busy. So they will slip, but the front tires won't, and that will rotate the car's nose towards the inside of the corner. Conversely, if you breathe off the gas for a minute, you will reduce the load on the rear tires, and they will grip just a little bit better. This will cause your nose to point towards the outside of a turn. That much is easy to understand. It's harder to get why, steering, why the steering wheel acts as a brake, but let's try to figure it out. When you're at the limit of the tires in the mid-corner, turning the steering more won't turn the car anymore. Instead, it will slow the car because you are taking some of your forward motion and converting it into the waste heat generated as the front tires try to steer past their available traction. Eventually, the car will slow to the point that the tires have the extra traction you need and the front end will grab, wiggling the car. That's how it works in the Miata anyway. The Neon is a little different. All of the action happens up front, steering, braking, and power. It's front wheel drive after all. The back tires are just along for the ride. In fact, we set them up to have less traction than the front tires, usually through spring rate, camber, and tire pressure. In a perfect world, as soon as a front-wheel drive race car turns in towards the apex of a corner, the rear wheel should slide out in a sort of predictable oversteer. That's not desirable in a street car because it would get people killed, but the fact remains that rear tires and front-wheel drive vehicles are kind of useless freeloaders. A while ago, someone at General Motors had the courage to make a special version of the Pontiac Grand Prix with wider front tires, something they called reverse stagger. The marketplace didn't, didn't like it, but it was right. Man, right as rain. Because the Neon has a limited slip differential up front, it benefits from a corner technique that is completely different from traditional methods. You toss the car into the corner, letting the back end slide, and then when the back end has slid out enough to get the nose pointed at the exit, that's the scary part, particularly in traffic, you stand on the throttle. The outside front wheel, which is already loaded to the max, will obviously spin, but then the differential will transfer the power to the inside front tire, which obviously has a little bit more grip to give, and the car will magically straighten out and pull you out of the turn. So, to reiterate, stomping the gas in the middle of a turn while you get into trouble behind the wheel of a Miata, a Corvette, or a pickup truck. Don't do it. Well, let me reread that sentence. To reiterate, Stomping the gas in the middle of a turn will get you, okay, will get you into trouble behind the wheel of a Miata, Corvette, or a pickup truck. Don't do it. But in my Neon, that's how you get out of trouble. You have to wait until the back of, until the back of the car is almost, is almost gone out of control. Then you step on the gas. I was trying to finesse my way through the mid-corner and the Neon wasn't having it. If you're normally a rear-wheel drive racer, then switching to cars like my Neon is like being an, M an MMA fighter forced to compete under boxing rules. The things you usually do won't work, and all your instincts are going to work against you. And even though I should know better, I've had this car, or one like it, for a decade. I started the, sun the Saturday race with a rear-wheel drive attitude, courtesy recent seat time in my wife's MX-5 Cup car. I was trying to finesse my way through the mid-quarter, and the Neon wasn't having it. Worse yet, that Miata was running up my bumper so much that he accidentally hit me twice in the first four laps of the race. I'd snatched his place at the start of the race, and he was determined to get it back. But although he was making me look silly in the mid-corner, I was salvaging some track position at the exits. We ran nose-to-tail like this for the whole race. 
I went home nursing a set of cracked ribs made worse by those hits and also nursing some doubts about my ability to drive my own car properly. Come Sunday though, the temperature soared and changed the way the track behaved. Mid-O's famous turn one was now legitimately grippy and super fast. And I had been thinking about my incompetent cornering choices all night. This time, I pitched into those fast turns with my inside rear wheel floating like a butterfly over the pavement. Then I punched the throttle and let the torque sting like a bee on the way out. A couple of times, I legitimately overcooked my corner entry and things looked pretty bad. But remember, the steering wheel is a brake in those situations. I waggled the wheel and let the differential work, raised some dirt on the exit of turn 11, but dropped the lap times. Six laps into the final race, I looked in the rearview mirror to see that my Miata friend was just a green dot in the distance. On lap 8, I set the fastest time the Little Neon has ever posted at Mid-Ohio's Pro, no chicane, configuration. The M3 ahead of me was gliding to an easy first place, but I wasn't going to get too self-pitying about that. I was enjoying this subtle interplay between differential, tires, track, and torque. Here's the thing about club racing. If you want spectators, you have to bring them yourself. I brought my son. He was happy to see me get away from the bumper-banging uh, Mazda. And I was pleased that if I was too old to learn new tricks, I could at least remember the old ones. We talked a bit about the racing mindset. No sense talking about front-wheel drive techniques. techniques. His car has the engine in the proper place and the drive going to the correct wheels. I hope that he never finds himself racing something as, I can't even, I don't, prosaic? I hope I got that right. And plain as an old Plymouth. I want him to have more than I've had, but I also want him to remember that you can't succeed at anything until you've put some thought into how the system works. We will see if Conor McGregor has put enough thought into the traditional bo boxing system a few weeks from now. At the very worst, however, he's going to come away a, a wealthy man. That's another lesson for you, my son. Success comes to the thoughtful, but it also comes to the brave. That was a great article. That was a great article. You know, and it reminds me of when I used to when I used to race on an old racing game called Race 07, and I very typically choose front wheel chose front wheel drive cars. And it just kind of reminds me of how how you could drive front wheel drive cars, how hella aggressive you could be on corner entry, and how just stamping on the throttle would make the car straighten itself straighten itself out. Very very little counter steering really necessary. What a great article. Very, very much enjoyed that, Jack Ruth. Well done to you. Hope to see more articles like that in the future. But for now, that is going to be the it of this Sunday. That is going to be the it. That is going to be it for this Sunday special. I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, then please like, comment, share, and... Well, hold on. That's the YouTube one. For Podbean, please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. For YouTube, like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, I really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Please make sure to hit the little notification bell so you don't miss an upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, not a problem. Just boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum before you set off, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.